Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Allie Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Allie. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah. Starting to be... Well, probably not for you so much. It is starting to get colder up here. <laughs> it, is it is starting definitely... to get colder in that it is not over 100 degrees every single day. We're down steady in the 90s. So I count that as a win. <laughs> and I turned my furnace on. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Fall is different in different places. It certainly is. Pumpkin spice latte hits a little different when it's like sweater weather <laughs> yeah absolutely although starbucks has a like an apple crisp shaken espresso that is Ooh. i think better than the pumpkin spice latte and i was a avid pumpkin spice orderer for a very long time but i think the apple crisp thing is better fight yeah, me i love it uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna f- i actually had their apple whatever it was last year i don't know if it was the same one as it is this year but um it was pretty good I still prefer the pumpkin spice latte, but it was a nice little change, nice change. for me. Yeah, yeah nice option. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, today I'm very excited um, to chat about our upcoming webinars because mm-hmm. we've been posting about them um, now that we have them all recorded, which is very exciting. That was a huge undertaking and I'm very, not to say glad we're done, but it's like, it's a, it's a milestone we've gotten past in the project of having them all recorded, yeah. and it's it's a relief. Um, we each recorded two, and then Naisha Green, who's working on this with us, has also recorded two, so we have six in total. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought today we could kind of talk about, because like, I don't know about you, but I walked out of each of those meetings, like, my brain just buzzing with all of these different ideas and things that I'd never particularly thought about before. Um, And like, you know, we each had a set of questions that we all asked everyone, but I know you and I um, definitely like thought up new questions on the spot and like the conversations were so interesting. So I thought like today is a little teaser um, because we know all of our listeners are also going to watch and listen to the webinars as well. But we thought for a little teaser, we could kind of talk about some of our takeaways, I guess, from the Mm -hmm. webinars that we've recorded already. Yeah, well, I didn't learn anything. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> you knew every all of that stuff already. <laughs> I knew it all. I knew it all. No, it's uh, it's interesting because people often will turn to me, and I don't know if they do this to you as well. They'll they'll say to me that I'm an expert in DEIB. Mm-hmm. I just made air quotes, by the way, around expert. <laughs> um, an expert in DEIB, and and I am by no means an expert in DEIB. I haven't I haven't gone to school for it. I don't have I don't have a degree for it. I don't I haven't written and been published. I mean, it's it's none of those things um, make me technically an expert. What I am is passionate about it, and I think that that is probably the same for. I see you nodding, yes, um, which is probably the same for for you, and I and I'm sure for uh, for Nye as well. Although I'm not going to try and speak for other people, but uh, I, I'm not an expert. It's just that this is something that ha- kind of has worked its way into my consciousness in a way that it's like, I think you get to a point where you are not happy to sit by and just be complacent about watching other people not have the same 
uh, rights and opportunities that you do in your life. And although I certainly do fit into some of these other underrepresented groups, right? I'm not a white cishet male. <laughs> um, I also, and as we've said before, you know, as we've talked about before, I also sit in a place of privilege. And to have been involved in these conversations and facilitated some of these conversations, um, two of them, uh, as part of our webinar series, was so educational for me. And, you know, I left, left each one. It's so funny when you say left it, right? Left the conversation because mm -hmm. we literally just shut down Zoom. It's not like we walked <laughs> Finished each conversation feeling just so... Um, I don't want to, I hate using religious terminology for things, mm -hmm. but, but blessed, right. And blessed isn't necessarily a religious term, but so blessed with having had people who were willing to take this hour out of their lives to share their experiences mm -hmm. and share what they wish that other people knew about what it's like to be in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And even so the, th the six people that I talked to, um, three for each of the webinars, said even uh, even there that they don't speak for everybody in their situation so yeah. the three black men that said I don't speak for every black man but this is my experience mm -hmm. and so we can never know what it's like to be in any one particular person's shoes but as each underrepresented group there are consensus I felt consensus amongst the people that I was talking to that there are shared experiences that they wish other people knew about and so it was just it was, it really was one of those experiences that just makes me so happy to do the work that we do in this community, in the yeah. tech community and in WordPress specifically in my case. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I, can I point to one specific example off the top of my head right this very minute? No, because I recorded mine back in July, <laughs> but they were, it was amazing and they were amazing and the people we talked to were phenomenal. Well, I, so I've been editing them. So there are, most of them are very fresh in my, in my memory. Um, so I can talk a little bit about, so I got to talk to um, three people who are not software engineers, not software developers who work mm -hmm. in tech. And then I got to talk to three people who are all 25 or younger who work in tech. And so those two conversations were really interesting because even though we decided when we started designing the webinar that we wanted the moderators to not necessarily be uh, in the group. So like, for example, you talk to three black men, you are not a black man. Um, we kind of messed up because I ended up talking to two groups that I am in. Um, I realized that both halfway through, I was like, well, I am a non-developer and I mean, I'm a little older now, but when I started in WordPress, I was much younger than the average person that I was working with. So I felt really lucky that like, I got to definitely understand a lot of where these people were coming from. But like you said before, we all have such different and unique experiences. And, you know, the people who, like one of the people I talked to, um, Tico DeVolk, he's in high school and yeah. he just started an agency and like, my experience was nothing like that. I was already out of college and like in the workforce and had plenty of other jobs before I started working in tech. So like that to me was super fascinating that he has this like jump start into the career that he wants. He's getting in early. Um, he started working at Yoast when he was 14 because his parents run the company. So, you know, we don't really have or that. Dead. So there's, yeah, we're dead. Um, yeah. it's, it's not like he 
secretly got hired against, you know, I was thinking in my head, like, what are the, ch the child labor laws in, in his country? Um, but, you know, he had this super unique experience that even though he and I are both on the younger side of things, super different from what my experience has been. Um, so, yeah, like, I felt like that conversation was very interesting because they are all, all three of the people I spoke to, I want to say are, I'm a millennial, and I think all of them were Gen Z, which is then its own kind of rift um, to where like, I remember a time before the internet, it was, I was very young, but like, I remember that they came into the world, you know, cell phones and iPads in hand, like, let's go, we're ready to go, which we talked about that gives a lot of people on the younger side of things um, a unique perspective in terms of working in tech, because to them, so much of this stuff is so intuitive. Whereas if, you know, uh, if the tech boom kind of started for you when you were in your twenties or something, that's a, that's a shift in mindset that you, that is also a unique perspective, right? Um, so we talked about that, which was, which was really fascinating. Um, and when I spoke to the non-software developers, we spent a really long time because the episode is called um, what it's like being a non-developer. And we spoke a lot about the word developer and how it's almost, it's kind of the worst word to use to describe those sorts of people because you can develop a website with WordPress without having to write any code, right? Like I used to work and call myself a web developer because I could build you a website from not having a website. And to me, that meant I was building something. Um, right. And if you are, you know, a developer in the like, uh, in terms of like creating buildings, like building infrastructures and stuff, you are developing something, you're creating something, you're planning its development, literally. Mm -hmm. So we talked a lot about just like the use of language and how things like that can box people in and like limit people's ability to really see themselves as what they can do um it, rather than like well i have to call myself this one thing because xyz like i talked about the fact that nobody's ever said this to my face but i've heard people in wordpress say if you don't write code and you use page builders or themes you are not a web developer and that made me feel really bad because i was like i know all the rules and tenants and best practices of what it takes to develop a site. I know about domains. I know about DNS. I know about hosting. I know about all of these things. I know how to launch a website safely. I know how to maintain a website safely. So why am I not a, why am I not a developer? It's because I'm not an engineer, right? Like, so we talked a lot about language, which was not yeah. a path I expected us to go down in that conversation, but they were all so intelligent about, how they felt about that word in particular. Um, so yeah, that was a really, that was probably my favorite part of that conversation was like, we got hard into like semantics and putting ourselves <laughs> in boxes and labeling ourselves and stuff. And yeah, it was really fun. One of the things, and you're making, you're, you're reminding me of some of my conversations now too, as it's coming up, is uh, one of the groups that I talked to was the people for whom English is not their first language. Um, I can't remember what we're uh, non-native English speakers or something like that. Yeah. We're calling that episode. Uh, so, so people for who they speak English, uh, mm -hmm. but English is not their primary language. 
And what that means to be part of technology and have that be your situation. And realistically, how does that maybe, what, how, what, what kind of an impediment might that be, for example? And so the things that people wished they knew out of that wasn't like those kinds of terminologies like you're talking about, but things like when somebody's not a native English speaker and we speak 50 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour, it's so much more difficult for somebody to process the words that we're saying. And also like we use idioms and we use these, these turns of phrase that don't have a direct translation. So even if they're using a Google translator or they're using some kind of a audio translator or something, it's not necessarily picking up some of the things that we're saying. And so terminology is turns that, you know, and language tends to be something that kind of permeates across, I think, all of our groups in some ways, because that even when you talk to a group about um, Naisha, one of Naisha's groups was um, people with disabilities. And we use different terms for disabilities as well. And what does that mean? What does accessibility mean in, in a web sense and in a community sense and in a physical access sense? And so terminology and language we you and I I think we just need to have a, we need to add a sticker to our to our um, store that says language matters because we talk about words matter all the time around here mm -hmm. and so and it really does and how we do that and I was at the uh, community summit prior to WordCamp US and there were people in the room from all over the world some of which some of whom had very little English and needed to really have a slowdown and speak clearly so that they could have a better understanding. And so I have a very, I'm very conscious of that now when I'm in a group of people that may not have English as their primary language to slow down my speech, to use few idioms, to be very direct in the way that I talk and what I mean so that I could be more easily understood by people for whom English isn't their primary language. And so it was very interesting and it was a great conversation. And with, with the group of black men in tech, gosh, they were awesome and they were so forthcoming and their conversation just like, I just felt like I could just sit back and watch them talk. It was really awesome to hear the, the rapport and things of, with these people that didn't necessarily even know each other prior to this. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that I noticed um, in that group and then some of the things that I notice in other groups that not necessarily what we people that we talk to is the feeling of needing to be the mentor because there aren't already mentors in the field that look and look like us, right? Mm -hmm. So are there a lot of people speaking about physical disability as it as it come you know comes to community and technology? There haven't been in the past. And so like I was somebody that started really talking about that. Um but I didn't have a mentor I could look up to to learn those things from. And so these Black men have feel that onus, that responsibility to kind of live up to that because there haven't been a lot of Black men in WordPress that they could look up to. And yes, there are some. I'm not saying there are none, but it's not as prevalent as, as other groups. And so I think that that's something that I discovered from this group too, from these different groups, is that um, there's, there's a feeling of responsibility to represent when you're in these groups, because you, because you are different, because you are in that underrepresented subgroup. So you're not even just this giant group, you're this underrepresented subgroup, that you are 
representing for more people than just yourself. And there is mm-hmm. some weight and some gravity that comes with that. Yeah. And I, I just, I love the idea of like being the person that you wish you had. Like, as I was yeah. editing that episode with, with the black guys, like, I do remember one of them saying that, like, I remember what it was like to be 18 and like, know kind of what I wanted, but there wasn't really anybody to help me or tell me what to do. And like, I would have loved that. So why can't I be that for that 18 year old kid who's in the same position as me, right? Like, and I think that that is such a, you know, we, t- we talk about these really specific things and we talk about specific subgroups, but so much of this is universal as well. Like, I, I can't think of anybody who would say like, no, I, I don't wish that I could be the person that I needed when I was younger and I needed. I've heard people say that all the time about lots of different things. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think a lot of it, while it is like within the context of who they are in this community, that is a very universal feeling to me of like, I would like to be the person that I needed. Um, and like, I think the people who they help are very going to be very lucky because like, I think that pe- people, people become kind of accidental mentors sometimes, but when you have people out there mm-hmm. who say, I am going to go out of my way to help other people succeed, like those are really, really special people. And it's really exciting, yeah. really exciting to see. Absolutely. And I'm seeing that particularly in black press right now, which is really, really, really exciting. I agree hundred percent. It's really, um, it's exciting to be an ally in that community and just mm-hmm. kind of watch people flourish and mm-hmm. feel so happy to see, um, to just to see the success and the involvement that the people in Black Press uh, and, and the impact that the that the Black Press community is having yeah. um, is very exciting. It's pretty special. But yeah, I'm really excited for these webinars. Um, We have such a, like I was building out the landing page on the site and putting everyone's pictures up. And I'm like, man, this is such a great like group of people. And I'm so excited for people to get this content because these are people, a lot of these people are people that I have not seen like stand up and say like, I'm going to tell my story. These are some people who've kind of flown under the radar and I'm really excited to like, shine a spotlight on them and be like no like your story is unique and special and important and it's going to help people um and that's that's what we've been trying to do these past two years yes i will say too um kind of the behind the scenes of building this was an interesting um exercise in setting goals, adjusting those goals, changing strategy. Like we did everything from theorize to strategize, to start to plan, to pull a third person in to help because it was a big project, to fundraising, realizing we didn't hit the mark of what we wanted to fundraise, how we could adjust that to use Mm -hmm. the money that we had to still accomplish the same goal. Yeah. And and how we did all that. And you know, I and I know there'd be people who'd be like, well, what would even cost you any money? Well, time is not free, folks. Time <laughs> is not free. And it was important, especially to those people that we're asking, who are also, like you said, they're starting to serve as mentors or they've been serving as mentors. They have full-time jobs, they do things on the side, they contribute to the community. And we said, Hey, can we have another hour of your time and your emotional time? Yeah. Because 
one hour of your physical time or chronology time or whatever you how we categorize time <laughs> is not the same as an emotional hour of your time when you're asking people to really speak from their hearts and talk about things that are not as necessarily easy conversations to have. And yeah. so it was important to us that we honor those people with an honorarium for that hour and to thank them with more than just words but yeah. also to follow up and do the things that we are constantly suggesting that other people do, which is to value people's time and pay them for their time. And so I absolutely want to thank, um, and I know we're going to do it publicly, it'll be all over social, et cetera, but I want to thank our sponsors who mm-hmm. decided that it was also important that we put the money where the mouths are and thank those people. And I don't have them in front of me, but I know that you've got them. Can you thank our I sponsors do. for us? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the people, the companies that sponsored us are crowd favorite, GoDaddy pro Howard development and consulting paid memberships, pro WP speakers and Yoast SEO, which that one's not a, the last one's not a surprise. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think we were what we were aiming for eight and we got the six and we mm-hmm. are still able to we had to make a couple of little adjustments. Um, but like you said, we we prioritized the speakers and I'm really proud that we are we're paying the speakers the same as we were always going to pay them. And we found yep. other ways to kind of make up the difference and, and stuff like that. Um, which is pretty exciting. Like when I realized, like, like I had budget, <laughs> I had budgeted for the the captions and the transcripts. I was like, okay, each one of these is going to be about an hour. Which after kind of editing and trimming and stuff like that, each one is actually closer to forty five minutes. And I was like, yes, we're going to save so much money on <laughs> captions and transcripts <laughs> by like saving fifteen minutes per episode. This is great. I've never had to do that. Like I've never had to be like. I mean, I participated in, in like organizing a couple of like events here and there, but I've never been on the like the side of things of like, all right, we got to like make these two pieces fit and like get everything together so that everything works out. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a really great experience so far. Um, we got 19 days until the first episode comes out. They'll be on YouTube, Exciting. but of course we'll be sharing them everywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, our long-term goal uh, which we may or may not do is to do multiple seasons of this basically as we did these mm-hmm. six episodes and I would love it if these got a lot of support and did really well and people really enjoyed them and we were if we were able to do more because there were groups that we have a whole list of subgroups of people we wanted to speak to and we picked these six um, and people have already like I don't know if this has happened to you but I went on um I want to say I posted on Mastodon when I was looking for people to join the 25 and under group. And I, you know, I gave a little blurb about what it was and like, you know, we're looking, we're speaking to many subgroups. This is one of the groups we're speaking to. And I got a reply that was like, well, you should be speaking to people who are older than the average because those people are never heard from. And I got this whole, um, you know, spiel about why am I speaking to young people when I should be speaking to older people? And I'm like, dude, I can't do everything. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry you feel left out. I mean, I never replied to it because it was just, it was really a lot. But like people are already like, well, you should be speaking to this group. So like, ideally, we'd speak to everyone and we would shine a light on every single subgroup of people that we can find. We only had the money for six this time. So we're really sorry if you don't At the feel... time and the energy, it's yeah. a big project. This isn't a full-time job. But also a lot of those groups that people are like, oh, have you thought of this? Yes, they're on the list. 
but we picked six and those are the yeah. six that we started with. And traditionally people who are older in tech were part of the foundation of what happened with tech, right? Like I, I got my first computer in 1987. Mm-hmm. There was no internet yet, mm-hmm. at least not public, right? There was no, certainly there was no Wi-Fi. Everything was dialing <laughs> when I finally did get um, into, you know, internet and things like that. But I was part of that. And while being older in tech today does absolutely mean something incredibly different than it did to be part of like discovering and being early adopters and things like that. Um, it, and it is underrepresented group. It's not as, um, it, it didn't need to be prioritized in the first year of doing this as much as young people who are not necessarily being listened to in the same way because those of us who've been here longer are like oh that's not going to work or that's not the way it's done and things like that so yes absolutely different set of set of uh questions or answers and 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 uh experiences and we will get to those groups probably (laughs) if we do this again next year yeah i think so i mean i think that's our goal at this point anyway Uh, who knows what the next year will bring, but that is our goal. Uh, yeah, we could only start with six. And so we prioritize the six that we thought would have the biggest impact to start off with. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I was going to say, oh, and also, even though we, everything we do with underrepresented in tech, we try to make very tech agnostic, right? So like, it's not specifically just about one community or one software or one country, um, but we have a bias, the both of us, of coming through from the WordPress community. We see a lot yes. of these problems through the lens of WordPress. We can we can try to put that aside, but it's going to just happen. And so I also yeah. think that a little bit of our choices for, I'll, I'll speak for myself, the choices for this group for me a little bit were colored by my experience with WordPress. And absolutely. There are so many groups and there's so many boot camps. There's so many things out there for young people in tech. Like it's, it, it is a booming job space. WordPress though, we don't have that. And that was really important to me to, to kind of discuss, like in that episode, we talk about word camps and how there are kid camps for babies kind of, but we don't have any kind of on ramp onboarding thing for late teens, early 20s, like people who are figuring out what they want to do and WordPress could be an option. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, that is a problem I think that is particular to WordPress. Same with the black men thing. Like I've said many times, it took me like, I don't know, six or seven WordCamps before I ever saw a black male speak. And that always, always stuck with me and made me feel really weird mm-hmm. and bad. Um, and now that's, you know, that's changing. And it's really interesting to see that landscape change. So we have that little bit of an implicit bias of like, um, you know, seeing things through WordPress because you and I have not really worked in the tech space outside of WordPress very much. Um, so yeah, our goal is to always keep things kind of as global and universal as possible, but, uh, we are also human beings and we can't be entirely (laughs) objective all of the time. We're sorry. (laughs) We acknowledge the fact that we have to draw from the community. We know more. Yes, that's (laughs) true too. Yeah. That is one thing I will say, you know, that so far everything's been going fantastic. One thing I, if I could like wave a magic wand and have made one thing different, while I love the people that we have as panelists, I wish that we, and okay, so what, I, what I'll say then is if we do this again, my goal, one of my goals will be to try to find people from outside, more people from outside of WordPress, because I want to say, 
all of these people. I don't think that there's an exception unless I'm forgetting someone. I'm looking at the list of people right now. All of these people are in some way, shape or form involved with WordPress, either with the community or with the software or have a WordPress agency or, you know, something like that, um, which is great. That's fine. That's fantastic. Um, the, what they're saying is still very valuable. I would be really, um, I would really want to try next time to try to find some non-WordPress people and just see, yeah, see what the differences are, see what the what mm-hmm. the different attitudes and thoughts and experiences are because WordPress is so unique and so insular in so many ways. Um, so yeah, that would I would say that would be a goal for next time. I agree. I I think we can acknowledge too that probably most of our listenership is also within WordPress because yeah. that's how they know us. But the idea is to not pigeonhole this into WordPress alone, because the things that we talk about are universal within technology. And actually, a lot of it is universal outside of technology as well. That's mm-hmm. just our niche. And so we didn't call it underrepresented in WP. Yeah. <laughs> we called it underrepresented in tech. Oh, and can that's you imagine we if want- we were underrepresented in WordPress? Like, gosh, it's already a mouthful of a, of a name. <laughs> You know, every time I type it out, I'm like, why? Why did we make it so long? But I'm still happy with it. So it's all, yeah, it's all good. Same. But <laughs> yes, but but we definitely acknowledge that the, the the majority of what we do is working with the WordPress. We hope that our reach develops outside of WordPress as well, because the things that we share and the people that we bring into our podcast and our database and all of that definitely have voices that would resonate outside of WordPress as well. And so I think that it's important that we acknowledge that for sure. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, totally. Like um, I recently redid the numbers because every, I'd say once a quarter, I'll go through the underrepresented in tech database and update all of our like percentages on the site to show who is actually realistically in the database. Um, And out of almost 140 people, only 90 have indicated on their profiles that they like WordPress is something that they do or work with. So that difference, but 50 people are not, not WordPress people, which I find amazing and fantastic and really interesting of yeah. like, where the heck did those people come from? Like, how did y'all find us? We need to start putting a thing on that form of how they found out about us because that's been something I've been oh. really curious about or, or where are people coming from that find our, find our database. Um, great idea. I think we should, I think we should do that. But um, yeah, if you're interested, go to, go to underrepresentedintech.com on the homepage. We have a whole expanded section that I worked on recently that has like um, percentages and numbers about all the different types of people who are currently in the database, what, who they are, what they're looking for, what they want to do. Because um, I just think those numbers are fascinating and interesting and um, kind of a, honestly like a little bit of a, a bragging thing for us of like look at the scope of people that we have for you in the database so that's kind of off happy. topic yeah. but I wanted to brag about that every time we get an email that says somebody you know has filled out the form to join the data- database I'm always like it's like I want to like ring the bell or like jump yeah. for joy or you know like, I do I get excited about it and and recently somebody I can't remember if they quote tweeted me or posted I guess that's Twitter anymore but whatever um about the fact that they found I can't remember if they said a job or a gig mm-hmm. or something because they were in the underrepresented tech database and we don't always hear about too. those things 
but it was very exciting. I was just like, actually, I am a sappy person. I do cry easily, but it did bring tears to my eyes. And I oh. acknowledge that it was pretty exciting to see. So I it love that so kind of thing for sure. See. Yeah, I saw that that tweet as well. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it made me really, really happy. Yeah, um, their name is Manuel. I'm happy to have started a project with a client I found I'm underrepresented in tech. Ah, that's so that's exciting. So cool. Yeah, I get really excited. I mean, recently, I don't know if there was an event somewhere on the continent of Africa or a a virtual event that was aimed at at an African audience, but we had last weekend, what was it, like 12 different people from Africa who added themselves. A lovely influx, yeah. I we've ne- that was like a historical record. Like we've never had that many people all at one time. I opened the email and I was like, I literally I went through each one to make sure they weren't spam because I was like, yeah. we we get maybe one or two. Well, let's see, we get like three or four a week on average. Mm-hmm. I want to say new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get like twelve in a weekend was really something special. So whoever shouted us out to like an I have to assume it was an a, like an African. A targeted event or meetup or something whoever yeah, shouted us out thank you so much <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah I love that I think that's great it's a good time to say too if you're listening to the podcast you are an underrepresented person and you're not in the database yet this is your opportunity it doesn't cost uh, anything does not cost um, anything and over the years that we've been around, people suggest to us all the time that we should be charging at least to search the database. But we consistently say that's not our goal. Our goal is not to make money off of our database. We want it to be free to search because otherwise it's still gatekeeping. And it's still people aren't going to pay for the service of, of finding you all there, finding us all there. Uh, we just want it to be a tool that people can use. Uh, whether they are in the database or searching the database, because we want it to be easy to find underrepresented people to do things, whether it's jobs or gigs or speaking engagements or podcasting, et cetera, et cetera. So, yep. And if you really want us to make money, you can, we take general donations as tips. We have services that you can pay for. So if, yeah. if you're jam and sponsorship, like, you can sponsor these. You can sponsor, you can sponsor, we are, we are currently looking for uh, sponsors for the podcast. So if your argument is that you want to give us money for some reason, then there are ways you can do that, but we don't do that. (laughs) We don't do that through the database. That is our, our like flagship service. And that is not, yeah, that's not what we charge for. Um, But if you are female, non-binary, black, African-American, Asian, Latin, Hispanic, BIPOC, LGBTQ+, disabled in any way, neurodivergent, or older than most people expect in the tech industry, we, those all count. I think some people think like, oh, well, I'm not black, I'm not a woman, so I'm not underrepresented. But there's lots and lots and lots of ways to not be a straight, white, uh, neurotypical man in tech. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, no, I think it's great. I love it. And I think it's, it's just such a great opportunity for people to be found for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're starting to see that it's working, which is exciting. And yeah, if you have found someone or if you have been found, please let us know because it, Mm -hmm. um, it feels a lot less like shouting into the ether. (laughs) Yeah. When we know that people are actually, because we don't have a way, because it is not like a forum or it's not a messaging service. We have no way of knowing when people connect with each other. And we've talked for years about trying to build some other sort of functionality into it that makes it easier for people to connect, but we've not been able to Mm -hmm. do that yet. Um, 
yeah cool so yeah yeah the other th oh, the other thing is if, if you don't have money to contribute you don't have an opportunity for somebody and you yourself are not an underrepresented person and you're trying to figure out how you can still help share share the podcast share the everything you know Sh share the opportunities that we have retweet us post us on linkedin post us on facebook or mastodon or threads or i don't know any of the other millions of places that you could could share because we would love for you to help other people find what we do too correct mundo we appreciate yeah. it for sure. cool all right we covered a lot of ground in that episode we did and if you're still <laughs> listening thank you thanks yeah seriously um next week i will not be here i will be off doing stuff for linkedin but we don't have to say who the guests are if you don't want to but for once we like know what next week's episode is going to be That's and there's right. going to be special guests and i'm so jealous that i won't be able to i won't be able to hang out with the special guests with you but it's going to be a really great episode I, I expect so too. So people just have to kind of wait and see what that's all about. Tease. Cool. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening and we will see y'all next week. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. The Blogsmith. The Blogsmith is a holistic content marketing agency for B2B technology brands that creates data-driven content with a great reader experience. Visit theblogsmith.com to learn more. Thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.